Hello and welcome. This is the abbreviated West Virginia University Sports Podcast. I am Mike Casazza from Earsports.com. This is a Paramount presentation, and happy Halloween to you. Hopefully you get to have some fun today. The weather cooperates. Give some candy, get some candy, maybe maybe tax your kids or your neighbors, nieces, nephews, grandparents, whatever. Get something sweet in your hands, right? Maybe uh, get to go out and celebrate a little bit. Maybe there's a party. I am going to a party. Friends having a shindig. Very excited because I got a great costume. You know what I'm going to be? Oh, come on, you know. A podcast about West Virginia sports in abbreviated format. We talk about three things relevant to the Mountaineers. One starts with a W, one starts with a V, one starts with a U. Let's hit it. The W is for welcome. The Mountaineers are home Saturday for a night game. Remember when those were rare? Eh, Me neither. Anyways, maybe this is so because the Mountaineers are a factor in the Big 12. Maybe it's because BYU is coming from all the way out in Utah just to play Morgantown. But whatever the case, this is West Virginia's third game against a Big 12 newcomer and the first one at home. The schedule makers did West Virginia the following favors. A Thursday night road game against Houston and the former Mountaineer coach. A road game against UCF in mid-80 degree temperatures at the end of October. And a forthcoming home game against Cincinnati. Now, why so sarcastic about a home game against the Bearcats? Well, I don't personally care, but it is the shortest road trip for West Virginia in the conference, and the geographic convenience was a reason to add Cincinnati. And West Virginia doesn't have to make that road trip, but did have to go to Houston and Orlando and Fort Worth and still has to go to Norman and Waco. Neat. Thanks a lot, right? Anyhow, the Cougars really do travel. And the last time they played a Power 5 team this far in the East was the 2016 game against West Virginia at FedEx Field. I say this a bunch. You play the schedule. This is the second time now that BYU has played back-to-back road games. Earlier this year, a seemingly quality win at the time at Arkansas preceded a loss at Kansas. And three days ago, the Cougars had nothing going in a 35-6 loss to Texas. Welcome to Mountaineer Field, BYU. The V is for verification. If you listened to the post-game podcast Saturday, you heard Chris and me do some rapid reactions. And Chris asked me a question. Is West Virginia in possession of a top 25 offense? I instinctually chuckled, maybe even huffed. No, I said. Couldn't possibly be true, I reacted. But then I thought about it. Remember, I'm the one who told you this offense might turn a corner. The quarterback got healthy. The roster jettisoned two receivers. They found a spot for Hudson Clement as well as Devin Carter. They said hello to EJ Horton. Sooner or later, you knew the running backs would fall in line, and we'll have more on that in a moment. Well, we've seen 39, 34, and 41 points in the past three games. Offense is not to blame. Neil Brown has never had that level of output against three straight FBS teams. Garrett Green's never looked better. The run game has never had as many yards against an FBS team under Brown as they did against UCF. And West Virginia is doing this to Big 12 defenses. Granted, those defenses have some soft spots, but so what? If you're a good offense, you're supposed to do that to those teams. That is healthy. So how healthy is this? 
Well, in the past three games, here's where the Mountaineers rank nationally in some important stats. Number eight in total offense, number 14 in rushing offense, number seven in yards per completion, number 15 in points per game, number five in third down conversion percentage. That's that's a top 25 offense, no? And finally, the U is for Uber. No, that is not how I'll be getting around after getting T-boned last week. It's the word you've got to use for Chad Scott. He is the offensive coordinator, he's the running backs coach, and he's doing a fine job while doing a hard job. He is blessed with able backs, but he's also been burdened by the backs. There have been injuries and illness and maybe even immaturity. You might say there isn't much Scott can do about the injuries and the illness, but he still had to deal with it, and he still had players ready to go in the absence of others. But the performance-related aspect, that's absolutely in his silo. And look what he did in just one week's time. Lost to Oklahoma State, saw Justin Johnson play very well. So the Mountaineers caught Johnson in a bottle and started him against UCF. They responded to the growing concern and critiques about C.J. Donaldson and witnessed, I would say, his best all-around game this year. And they used Jaheim White as designed. Again, they've never run for more yardage against an FBS team. Starting Johnson and using White both motivated Donaldson and complemented his style. And it kept him fresh for the fourth quarter when he was a huge difference. And on top of that, Donaldson and White made themselves effective. Donaldson was very clear that he had not been doing his job and he had let his technique get him off track and he was responsible for getting himself back. White said he hadn't been carrying himself the right way and had to have a better disposition. That's surely what Scott was telling him. They might be aware of it, but they could not ignore his coaching. Heck, it's what Scott told us. He said that Donaldson had to get back to who and what he was. He said White had to practice better, and Scott said he would make both happen. The jury wasn't out very long on that one. 